Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, give me magnify and glorify your presence. Just thanking you, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God. How you love us, Lord God, with an everlasting love. How you cared for us, Lord God, and how you kept us, even to this day, Lord God. How you have been there, as your word said, that you have never left us nor forsaken us, Lord God, but it's you who are faithful, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, as you speak to our hearts, Lord, I pray that every heart is open and have been prepared through just your presence, Lord God, and through the worshiping of your almighty name, Lord God, that we are in this place right now, set to receive a word from you, Lord God, that may encourage us, Lord God. That as we sung the song, that by your word, that it may change us, Lord God. That it may rearrange us, oh Lord God. That we will never, truly never, not just in a routine way that we say this, Lord God, but it changes us. That we will never be the same, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Lord, your presence and truly who you are is life-changing, Lord God. Let us not sit in your presence and take it for granted, Lord but let it accomplish your presence, Lord God. That would have set out to accomplish by your word today, Lord God. That souls may be healed, saved, delivered, and set free in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We bless your holy name, we honor you, we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Glory be to God. If you will turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. We ain't gonna be long today. I know that uh, many of you are super tired from a long day yesterday. We fellowship. It ain't no doubt about that. We fellowship and we had lots of fun for those of you that was on the volleyball, not the volleyball field, but on the baseball field. That was the one I was on. The volleyball field, we won't talk about that. No, <laughs> Chapter 16 on today, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. And uh, we have the title of the message on this morning. I was still trying to hear the Lord as to what he would call the title of the message. But I think it would go uh, something like this. The sweetness of our words. The sweetness of our words. The sweetness of our words. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. And if you will, let us read together. It's, it's uh, it reads like this. Pleasant words are like honeycomb. Yes. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. I'm going to read that again. Pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the, to the bones. 
Now, this is a, a, a serious, a serious proverb, my friend, and it ain't one that God wants to speak to us lightly, and it certainly ain't one that we ought to take lightly, because by the Spirit, for those of us that are the redeemed of the Lord, especially, we ought to let this passage of Scripture, because it speaks from the heart of God. In the heart of God, uh, it, it, it comes from a place of unity, uh, of love, and, uh, and understanding. It, it comes from, uh, you know, uh, I can't even describe it better. The heart of God is unified, my friend. Yes. It's unified. It's about being one when it comes to the Lord. And, and, and that is the same desire that Jesus himself had for you and me. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit as Jesus prayed unto the Father in John chapter 17. He prayed a specific prayer for you and me, my friend. And that is that we may be one as Him and the Father is one. That we may be one, glory be to God. And so over the last few weeks, God has really been ministering to us, you know, through uh, and using as examples that first uh, 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 sermon that Jesus gave on the mountain, and, and that sermon on the mountain that Jesus gave, you know, he, he began to uh, preach it, and he taught his disciples uh, uh, the blessedness, you know, we call it the sermon on the mountain, but it's uh, the Beatitudes, and it's the and that what he ministered to them, it spoke to the character of his disciples, and as he imparted to his disciples that this is the character that I want you to begin to have and to operate in. This is the foundation of my ministry being here. This is going to be a true revelation as uh, for Jesus. He knew that it was going to be a true revelation as he went through his ministry and at the conclusion of his ministry that he would have to die on that cross and then in him dying on the cross that he would have to trust in the Father that, Jesus, that God the Father would raise him from the dead glory be to God. In there. So just as the disciples, uh, uh, his followers at that time, and he imparted to them these beatitudes, which is the character. It's the character of who we are as believers and how we ought to be in this world. Come on, somebody. See, this, it, being a believer uh, is more than just, or being saved is more than just about being a believer. It's also about, about being a follower of Christ Jesus. And it's a reason why as we follow him that there's specifically uh, a plan of God on how he wants us to be and the character he wants us to have. And it ain't because he just needs us to be good. Because if we're good, then we, we, we're not good. And we'll never be good enough, I should say, to be to God. So it's not about us being good because the good that he did, it came through the blood of Christ Jesus. But this here, this character that he wants to impart to each and every one of us, as not just believers again, but as followers of Christ, is for more of a specific reason, and that is that he can, and we talked about this over the last two weeks, because it being a, a, a follower of Christ Jesus that has the proper character, then guess what? He wants, what he wants from us is, first of all, that we can be the light of the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. That he can use us as a light that he can shine out into a dark world. And then we found out as he spoke to us on last week that along with being that light that he needed us to, uh, to walk in this character because he wanted to use us as the salt of the earth. To, as the flavor from the, the kingdom of God here on the earth, my friend. Come on, son. And this 
because as we are to be in the characteristics and operating in the characteristics so uh, of, of who Jesus demonstrated, gave us an example and, and that, that came straight from the kingdom of God, understand this, that there's purpose to it. And the purpose is that God can use our life for the time that we are here. You hear me say quite often, uh, I refer to it, as I heard before, as for the rest of our stay here. And I say as the rest of our stay here because first and foremost, my friends, as true believers and those of the, that are the redeemed of the Lord, those of us that have been sealed with the, for the day of redemption, this is not our home. Amen. So we just have a stay here. Come on, somebody. Yes. Some of y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you, my friends. See, because some of you must think that this is your home. No, this is not our home. We just have to stay here. See, your home, uh, from a natural standpoint, you, you know where you live at your address where your home is naturally, right? Yes. And see, when you go out of town and you book a reservation at the Hilton Inn, the Embassy Suites, the LaCroix Inn, or even Motel 6, guess what? You, you have, and, and you stay there for, for you, 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 you book that for a period of time. Why? Because is that going to tell your, your, your home? No. no, because you just have a stay there. And you don't have no intention of living there. Because what you want to do is I have to get back home. See, I don't want to stay in Motel 6 too long. Come on, somebody. See, our stay here is like Motel 6, my friend. This is not our home. But for uh, the rest of our stay here, while we are here, God has a plan that he wants to do in there. He wants to be able to use us as salt that, that can be the flavor in the earth. Glory be to God. As a representation of his character. He wants to use us as a lamp that he can shine a light through. Glory be to God. Come on somebody. And see these are our responsibilities so we ain't just talking about this. There's a reason why God is ministering to this because this is crucial. And not only crucial, it's essential. Somebody say essential. It's essential to the kingdom that we align ourselves in such a way that God can use us while we have our stay here. Because that's, that's regardless of what our plan is, regardless of what you may have thought your, uh, your, your stay here was all about, uh, let me serve you notice on today, my friend, that, that your stay here is about one thing and one thing only, and that is God being able to work in you His perfect will. Come on, somebody. That is uh, that is good. Come on, somebody. In there, so we it behooves us as soon as possible for it to weigh well in our own spirits and in our soul, brother Mike. That we come to this understanding and we not only come to the understanding, but we surrender to that understanding. Therefore, that, you know, that, that my life, again, just like we talked about in, in Sunday school this morning, that my life is not my own. We sing the song, we sung it this morning, that I give myself away. We even say, here I am, Lord. Do you know what you really say when you say, here I am? Because he, he, here he comes. He's coming to you. And the, and the only way he can use you is his way, not, and, and you can't just be in any kind of way. You know, you have, uh, it's called uh, being a vessel, somebody say vessel, that is fit for the master's use. See, a vessel that's fit for the master's use ain't any type of vessel, it ain't just, you know, it can't just have anything on, you gotta, it gotta be dressed with the best. It's gotta come in a certain way, my friend. And so here, uh, I'm saying that 
because this speaks to the point of what God is wanting to minister to us today. It falls right in line that the words, that your words ought to be sweetness. Because see, one of the biggest characteristics that, that Jesus ministered to, or the foundation of the characteristics that Jesus was ministering to them uh, on, at that time, and, and, and it's for us even in this time, it's a lot of it is hinged on how we communicate with one another. This is the reason why he had told us even before that, that our words, we said this on last week, that our words ought to be seasoned with what? Salt. Yeah. They ought to be full of grace and seasoned with salt. And, and, and a lot, and, and this, this is a serious thing. And, and not only uh, did he command us, and not only is it a command from him that our words be full of grace and seasoned with salt, but also it's important. To, to, to us. Because see, when, you, when you're on the other side of the, the words that are not full of grace, yes. and that are not seasoned with salt, ah. so you, you, then you, can, you know the importance of uh, seasoned words. Yes. Yes. When you're on the other side, see, when the words are the ones that are cutting you, yes. and it ain't got no, it ain't got no season to it. Ah. You know, it ain't got no grace at all. See, then you can understand, but see, God wants you to understand from even from the other side. So when these words happen, it's your words. That it's important. See, this is important again to the kingdom because all of the beatitudes, all the characteristics that he calls us to walk in, many of them, and all of them are hinged on how we deal with one another. So in uh, Proverbs here, in chapter 16, when it says, pleasant words are like honeycomb. Do you know what honeycomb is? Honeycomb described back in this time, it was it was something not uh, it was sweet first and foremost. But honeycomb not, not only was it sweet, it was in quite a demand. It would probably be compared to like how we in, in our day and time how oil is, is real important, right? Because with oil, you know, it's a lot you know, a lot of work, uh, right on oil, you know, uh, in there. Honeycomb in this time was a commodity, my friend, that was that was worth something. Not only uh, naturally, but certainly uh, spiritually and, and character-wise. Come on, somebody. And that's why he speaks to us in this way that the words, your pleasant words, are like, is, is, is like honeycomb. Sweetness. Because what it does, it, it's, it's like sweetness to the soul. It's not damaging the soul. See, these are pleasant words, though. See, you notice he didn't just say words, but he says pleasant words. Pleasant words, words that are, see, are, are, are full of grace in our time. Yeah. Words that are seasoned with salt yes. is pleasant words. Yes. And you know, the pleasant words, what they do is, is they do something for the, the hearer. Yeah. They, it blesses the hearer, my friend. It, it's like sweetness to the soul of the hearer. Yeah. See, it's not that they don't put up walls. Matter of fact, the, the pleasant words break down walls and break down and it creates a heart of being of unity. Yes. Glory be God. It creates a heart of, of it'll draw one. Where other words will make one will retreat. The yes. uh, pleasant words, and this is for you even as kids. This ain't, this ain't besides you. Your words make all the difference in the world. And your words is a direct reflection on the kingdom of God. Yes. Did you know that? So not only 
in our households, but even in schools, even on our jobs, we got to be careful with the words that we choose to use, my friends. We have to be very careful with the words that we choose to use. Uh, and here is one, for number one, in one, in, in one situation that we have to be very careful uh, in the words that we use, uh, is the obvious one. When we are upset. See, because when you upset, and I'll even give you this, we're gonna talk, we'll make it more specific. When you upset, and there's a good reason why you're upset. See, sometimes you can be upset and it ain't such a good reason. But we're talking about, you know, for the benefit of you today, that when you upset and you got good reason to be upset, that we still yet have to be very careful with the words that we use. Because even in them situations, pleasant words is, is like a honeycomb. Mm -hmm. But in, them, in that same situation, unpleasant words is, is the opposite of that. So this is very important that in all situations, one that one is, is, is when you're upset. You know, there's other situations, no matter that every situation, that our words are important and how we use them. And God is calling us, as he's challenged us over the last several weeks, to be mindful of the character, you know, and to be, uh, to, first of all, to be called to, to remember the character of, of the disciples. And that's you and me. Disciples, what is a disciple? A follower of Christ. A disciple of Christ is a, a, a follower of Christ. So that's every one of us. That's you and me. That was Peter, Paul, James, and John. They were all not only disciples, but they were apostles. But then there was much more than the 12 apostles that was disciples because the Bible says even when it was come time to Jesus to die on the cross and he spent that time in the upper room that it was 120 of them. So it's much more than just, this is not just the 12 apostles that he's talking about. That's what I'm saying to my friend. He's talking to you and me as followers of Christ Jesus. Are you a follower of Christ? Yes. Okay, I didn't ask if you're a believer, because see, I know what if I ask is if you're a believer, then everybody raised their hand. But the question today is, even as a believer, everybody hear me? As a believer, are you a follower of Christ Jesus today? See? Today. Today, are you following Christ? Is your heart desire to follow the Lord of today? And in following the Lord, there's a, a character that we ought to be operating in and developing that becomes a part of who we are. And here is a big one. Uh, the words that we use being like honeycomb. In the, the second part here, sweetness to the soul. Let's talk about that for a second because sweetness, pleasant words, being sweet to the soul. Uh, guess what? This is twofold. It's obviously a sweetness to the soul of the hearer. Yes. Because <laughs> it blesses the hearer. Right. It breaks down walls for the hearer. You know, it, 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 it draws, glory be to God, the hearer. But guess what else? Who else soul that is sweetness to? Pleasant words is sweetness to, you, to your own soul. Think about it. See, because when you use when, when you're using unpleasant words, what is the state of the mind that's happening in your soul? Normally you're upset, we are outraged, and sometimes we are even out of control. Yeah. And guess what? When you're upset, 
It brings it out of control. What's happening in your soul? Is your soul at rest? Is it feeling sweet? Come on, somebody. So pleasant words, my friend, even is a blessing of sweetness to your own soul. Try this sometimes. Because sometimes even when you your, your soul ain't feeling so good, you know, about a situation or, or, or circumstance or even an individual. But when you begin to speak blessings over their life and you begin to see, speak pleasant words, look how it will change your soul. Yes. Yes. You're talking about you upset and you, know, you need to calm down? Then start speaking blessings over somebody's life and pray. I'm talking for real. Yes. Yes. See, some of us don't want to bless somebody else because, uh, you know, uh, what it does for them. My friend, when you don't bless somebody else, it ain't just about what it don't do for them. It's what it, it ain't doing for you. And see, now that we got, God has given us some, a revelation today, my friend, and some good insight. That, uh, so if you, you need a blessing in your own life, then speak a blessing on somebody else's life. If you need peace and work in your own life, you need to have some confidence that begin to pray a blessing over someone else. And watch what it do for you. See, we've been so selfish, even, you know, it's one thing to be selfish in the world, but then we've been so selfish, even as Christians, that, you know, that it's about us. Well, uh, man, I'll tell you what, my friends, that if you need something, if you feel in a certain way, then begin to pray and bless someone else. And watch what God do for you. Watch what it does for yourself. See, we, our mindset is so messed up at times that we, you know, that we don't want to pray for somebody else because we don't want them to get the blessing. We want the blessing. Well, if you want the blessing, you ought to pray for them. He's given us some serious revelations because this is a character of the one that God himself can use in this time. In this time. I know this is a tough message, but here what thus saith the Lord, my friend, and not only is it a sweetness to your soul, but number three is also health to your bones. Yes. And some of us need some good health. Yes. And if you don't need it today, keep living. You're going to need it tomorrow, my friend. Yes. Do you know anger, stress, and, and ugliness is a, it wears straight on your bones. Yes. To the health of your soul and your body, my friend. It, you know, uh, we know the doctor's description of some of the things that is at work in our bodies. We call diseases and infections and all of this different stuff. We know the title that the doctor gives. That's right. But my friend, some of the stuff that's at work in our own health, in our own bodies, the, the doctors can't put no words on them because it's spiritual, my friend. That's right. Here's the word that God has put on it. That if you have a pleasant attitude and speak right words, then it's going to be health to your own bones. Yeah. It's going to change some things that is work even in your own self. Come on, think about it. Not just for yourself, but this is the obligation that we have as believers for the kingdom of God. Because truly, what this really boils down to, and this is where the rubber meets the road, my friend. If we are going to be 
vessels that God can actually use. If we're going to be the ones, if we realize just what God has already spoken on this morning, the, uh, you know, understanding that we right now are staying in, in Motel 6. That we are not at home, my friend. If you really understand, I'm saying it, and we laugh about it, but this is the truth, my friend. And if you don't get this, then you're going to continue to struggle right where you are. This is not our home. There's a purpose for us staying here. See, when I was working for a certain company, I had to go and travel. They sent me to a different place, and I, and I stayed in the hotel, and I was there for a particular reason, not even on my own vacation. I was there on travel because of a reason for the company that I was working for. You see? Yes. And you are here for a reason. Yes. For the kingdom that you're working for. Yes. You are on tower, my friend. Yes. Glory be to God. Yes. And the good news for somebody, somebody saying, man, I don't know about being on tower. Don't you know when you go on tower, they, 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 they uh, something called per diem. But they, they, they take care of your hotel room. See, you can have confidence. Some of us have confidence in, the, in, the, in our company send us on tower. Well, I'm going to answer that for you. You know, you can't get 
take control of it. But guess what? Because the Bible says that you can't get control. But you can take control. See, that's all. See, we, God has given us deep revelation. See, we are, we, we've been defeated because we already knew that we couldn't control. But boy, we can take control. And that's what he's asking today. When you take control of your words. See, see controlling one is one thing. But taking control is a whole other thing. That means just today. I ain't gonna worry about uh, tomorrow. And I'm gonna forget about yesterday. But today I'm gonna take control of the Hallelujah. I'm gonna challenge myself. Jesus. That my words are gonna be seasoned with salt and in full grace. One day. Because if you can make it to today, then you'll have an opportunity tomorrow. And when you have the opportunity tomorrow, boy, you know what? Tomorrow is a lot better day when you took in control today. It gives you a little look. It gives you a little, when you stick your chest out a little bit, it gives you some confidence that tomorrow I can do it. If I can do it, just if I can just win today. So today is And what's going to end up happening, what we're going to begin to see, is our soul being sweet. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Man, our health, yo, being strengthened, our, the bones being strengthened in our health. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to begin to see. The promises of the Most High God at work in our lives. Because God, we serve a God that He's a God that He should not lie. So His promises are real, they are true. And when, when they are not operating in our lives the way that they, we want them, the way that He said, it ain't something wrong with His faithfulness. It must be something that we need to take a look at in the mirror, my friend. And maybe it just might be that the Word. And maybe we need some adjustments just in our words. It may be something as simple as that. It's like fixing a car. You know, sometimes it's so difficult to fix the car because it seems like a big problem, but it's a little, it's, it's only a little bitty thing. Yeah. And so we've taken off the big stuff. Yeah. Oh, my engine is still working. No, the starter is still working. It ain't nothing but a little uh, voltage regulator. $7 job. But we take all the big stuff. Well, I even I need to change the $200 Come on, somebody. God loves us. And he loves us a whole bunch. And these words that he is speaking to us is not just for us to be high at one moment, but this is to carry us for a lifetime if you will hold here to what he's saying to you on today. The character that he has given us, that he died that we may have, is for a purpose. And that purpose goes beyond just our satisfaction, my friend. It goes all the way to the kingdom. That God be glorified. That's it. Hallelujah. That He be glorified. Yes. Not just for our satisfaction, but for God's glorification. Yes. 
And so it's mandatory that we get healed and set free and delivered from uh, from ourselves. For some of these things that is causing uh, sickness and disease, yeah. spiritual disease. I'm talking. I ain't talking about physical necessarily, but I'm talking about spiritual diseases. The thing that's keeping us separated from one another. The thing that's keeping us un, uh, ununified. The thing that's giving us an easy. Uh, uh, what do you call it? It's this thing that, that that's one of the. And it's a huge problem with people. Period. In and outside of the church, offense. Come on. Love is 
not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It is not, in some verses say, it's not easily provoked. It is not easily offended. It's what it's saying. It is not offended. Love is not offended. Why is love not be offended? Because if, if, even if you were sent to offend me, love is going to assign it to be something else. Love is going to be filled with grace and mercy that says to them, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yes. Yes. Right now. Yes. And now So I don't have to let uh, 
lot of drawing out yeah. of its character. That's it. Because you have some of them that will lie to your face, but you know what? I can believe you right now. I can believe you here. It ain't going to take you out of the, your character, but it's going to put you in the, the grace of the Almighty God. You see, some of that is tough on us because we try to do it in our flesh. What lamp are you today? 
Are you the lamp that, that is sitting on the, the on the desktop or on the hill to be lit into the show and shine the light of God to all the nations? Or are you that lamp that they, they try to hide under the bushes? Come on, somebody. We ought to be careful and we got to be mindful and we got to make a choice today on what flavor are you going to be? What lamp are you going to be? That is the question. Are you going to continue to go on being the lamp that you, know, that, that, that you want to be? Or are you going to be the lamp that God wants you to be? And every one of us, my friends, as we live today, and if God shows us tomorrow, we have an opportunity with our Savior to be a representative of one side or the other. And the question is, is what side are you going to represent today? What side are you going to truly represent? What side are you going to truly represent? Are you going to trust in the Lord and let him have his way in your life now? And with all, everything that is working, all the dynamics, I know that you, know, you have a plan and you can all of these different things, but God says, you know, if you let your plan go and just walk in the mind that I, I can deliver you out of this situation, I can help you in this situation, I can make this situation be different. But as long as you get in control, that's why we still there, because we get in control. And not relinquishing the control. And the control is crazy because for some of us, you know, our control ain't even really been no control because we've been calling ourselves or fooling ourselves when we know that we don't trust God. So we'll, we'll try to hand it over. So with the control that you got, you ain't doing nothing with it. You ain't even, it'd be better off you to fully control it and handle that. But you trying to, you know, play Timmy with it so you ain't nothing happening. And that's what God is saying. That's the picture he's showing. That if you don't, you go, if you don't handle it, just go ahead and handle it. But if you won't, if you don't give me control of it, then just go ahead and give me control of it. Yes. And watch me. Yes. Don't stay stuck in the in-between. And you suffer every single day and blame it on others and me even, God says. Yes. Because of the decision that you won't come to, to just make a decision that either God will take this and handle it, or I'm going to give it to you fully. Which I know is the right thing to do. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yes. Amen. God says today I need that. Yes, thank you, Lord. I need a choice. Today. Thank you, Lord. Just be man to make a choice. Whether it's you going to do it, then just, just, just tell them I'm going to do it. Yes. And be willing to deal with the consequences. God still loves you, I'm sure he, he may even make a way. Hopefully it ain't your last chance. But see, I, I, you know, I don't know that. I just know the song that my mama and used to sing and my grandmother and used to sing. You remember uh, Mississippi, brother? It may be my last time. It just may be my last time. It may be my last time. I don't know. And so when it may be your last time and you don't know, you better not take a chance. Is what I say. Amen. Glory be to God. Let us look to the Lord. As we hear the voice of the Lord speaking to our hearts, will you hear him and receive him today? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord.